Hey, you're so welcome to Open Arms Church. My name is Sean Booth and I want to say Merry Christmas. On behalf of all of us at Open Arms, we want to say Merry Christmas to you. It is so exciting that we're finally made it to the end of the year. If you're watching online right now on Facebook or YouTube, why don't you type in the comment section, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas or Happy Christmas, however you say it, but I pray that you will have a great Christmas this year. You know, this weekend and this Sunday, we are uh, currently right now meeting in Dublin for our Christmas carol services, and then tonight in Newbridge Kildare at 5 and 7. So if you're up for it and you'd like to come, please come. It's free to come. You don't need to sign up or book in. Come along tonight at 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock in Newbridge Kildare. You can find out all the information on Open Arms. .ie. But as I said, I, I'm praying that this Christmas will be one where you will have a heart of gratefulness. Now, I know that this year has been tough for so many people. It has been difficult. It has felt like tragedy and trauma after trauma. But I want to encourage you that the, I pray that the Lord will just build up within you to see all the blessings that he has for you, that he's done for you. And this will just be a season that you end with a heart of thankfulness and gratefulness that you're alive, that you are well, that you have more that you have been blessed with than what you are needing of. And so I just want to encourage you in that and may you have a great Christmas. But we're going to be reading today looking at the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 35. And we read that. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, King David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this, as you can imagine, at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Our final words in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Lord, I just want to pray for our time together as we focus on your word, as we get ready to focus on Jesus. God, I pray for every single person who hears my voice right now. And may they, may they sense and know the Lord's presence. I pray, God, that you would build us up as we end one year and enter another to knowing that you are more alive, you are more true, you are more real, you are more powerful than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, we know every year Christmas can be a special time for many. It can be a difficult time for others. But uh, we all kind of remember certain moments in Christmases throughout our lifetime. For me, a very special moment was Christmas 2004. That was the moment in which really changed my life forever because in the months preceding it, I, I was getting to know 
this girl, this girl I found very attractive, uh, this girl who I found very interesting, and I was getting to know her and learning who she was. And then finally, I worked up the, the confidence uh, at our open arms Christmas party in Newbridge Kildare, 2004, to chat to her. And I, I, and I did this. I was trying to be a little bit smart because I was only 17 and she was 20 years old, far more mature than I was, far wiser than I was. And I, I just said, hey, could I use your phone? For a minute, and I, I took her phone, and I actually called my phone so I could get her number without asking her. I gave her back her phone, and at the end of the night, I text her saying, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Very cheesy, I know, but I'd be able to spark up a conversation. Of course, that girl is now my wife. That woman is my wife, Jillian, and we began uh, texting over the coming days, and on our very first date, I managed to work up the courage to ask her on the 26th of December, 2004, 17 years ago, which is crazy. On our very first date, we went to Chicken America in Newbridge. Some of you know what it is. It's a cheap fast food restaurant, and we're there and having a conversation. I try to act far more mature than I actually was, and I was talking about the wife that I wanted, which now I think back of my 17-year-old boy was talking about such things. I'd like smack him on the head and say, wake up! Don't be talking about getting married at this age. And so we were, we were talking, and we were getting to know one another, and I just thought she was the most beautiful girl I had met. I still do. And I thought she was interesting. But one of the things that I loved about her most is that she drove a car. And she didn't just drive any car. She drove a Toyota Starlet 1996 that looked like a Glanza, just like this one. And at that time in Newbridge, for me, Glanzas were the car to have. She had even had a spoiler. She had cool alloys. And I used to get her to come and pick me up at my all-boys school and all the lads would walk out and were like, who is this that's picking you up? And I just thought it was the coolest thing that I had a girlfriend who could drive me around with a cool car. And so I was 17, turning 18, and I asked Jill, Jill, can you teach me how to drive? I know. Sometimes it's the other way around. Oftentimes, most relationships end at that moment. But thankfully, it was a test of our relationship, but Jillian taught me how to drive. She reminds me of that all the time, even though she crashes far more than I have. But she taught me how to drive, and we, 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 she would be teaching me. And she used to say this phrase. Over and over again, it used to just annoy me. She actually says it, still says it today, all the time, but it's so true. It so has helped me so many times, not just in driving, but in life. And here's what she used to say all the time. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. How about you? How many of us are experiencing the unexpected right now in this moment? And I'm not just talking about COVID and the pandemic, but how many of us maybe are experiencing an unexpected health problem? that we didn't know was there? How many of us are ex experiencing an unexpected bill that's come through the door or unexpected debt that hangs around you, your neck that you thought would be gone? Maybe you're experiencing unexpected marriage difficulties that's come up in this season or, or family problems or, or even problems with your children that is just so unexpected. Maybe you're experiencing an unexpected habit that has begun to form. Maybe an unexpected addiction that is, that is just strangling you and suffocating you. Are you experiencing right now the unexpected? And I want to ask you this. 
how does it make you feel? How, how does it make you feel emotionally, mentally? How, does it make you feel angry and frustrated? Does it make you feel down, maybe even depressed? Does it make you feel tired or anxious or fearful or, or just feeling like burned out and just this is consuming you and all consuming you? And what if I was to tell you that in this next year, the unexpected and the unwanted will continue to increase? That you in this next year will experience greater unexpected things that will come your way, problems, traumas, difficulties that you will experience in 2022. Now how do you feel? You're like, Sean, <laughs> I definitely don't feel better. In fact, I feel a lot worse. But here's what I want you to do. I, I want to help you today. I, I want to inspire you, encourage you, and I want to prepare you for the unexpected. That you will live this year expecting the unexpected. Not, not waiting to see and to experience what life is going to throw at you, but making a conscious decision, focusing, making a decision about what you are going to throw at life. That rather than waiting for what this next year is going to bring into your life, choosing right now in this moment what you are going to bring in to this next year. That you would expect the unexpected. That you would embrace the unexpected. That you would seize the unexpected. That you would be the unexpected. That you would be unexpectedly calm. That you would be unexpectedly confident. That you would be unexpectedly brave and courageous and faithful than ever before. That you would be real and true to who God has created you and who you desire to be. That you would be unexpectedly the man and the woman who God has called you to be. My goal today is to build you up in your faith. My goal is to help you as you end this year to be focused on Jesus and to be able to end it with greater awareness, thankfulness, and gratefulness than ever before and enter this new year with a fresh vision and passion and purpose with a new realized dream that you have that you will enter into this year expecting the unexpected and ready for it, waiting for it, ready to go whatever comes your way that you will be ready with faithfulness knowing that Jesus Christ himself is with you, that he's personally with you, that he is personally ready for every move that you make, every step that you take, every thought that you think, everywhere that you go, that He is with you. That He's with you. He's with you. The Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world that we celebrate this Christmas season is with you. That He loves you enough that He did not stay in heaven for all of us to live in despair on our own. But He came from heaven to earth in the form of a little baby so that He could grow up to give His life for us. That He may be resurrected from the grave. And now today He is with us through His Holy Spirit living and active. I want to encourage you today to expect the unexpected. And expected with a level of faith that you've never had before. You know, this Christmas story that obviously many of us have become very familiar with, maybe to the point where we become so familiar with it that we, we almost sometimes miss out on the humanness of the story. That realizing, like, Mary was a real person. This really happened. You know, can you imagine what it was like for Mary where she, all of a sudden, 
meets this man who claims to be an angel of the Lord and gives her this message for God saying, you're going to have a baby. This is not just going to be any baby. This is going to be the Son of God. And this baby is the Savior of the world. He's going to have a kingdom that extends throughout all the earth for all time. Can you imagine how traumatic an experience that would have been for Mary? Can you imagine as a teenage girl, in which she was, some expect that she was anywhere between 14 and 16 years old, how to process this? Can you imagine what it was like for Mary as she was proposed to marry Joseph, to start a family with him, for her to go to her parents, to go to her partner-to-be and say, I'm expecting. I, I, I'm expecting the most unexpected. You know, many ha- have said those words in so many different situations and scenarios. Sometimes people tell others and celebrate, I- I'm expecting, and they say it with tears of joy and celebration. Others, however, can say it like Mary had to say it to Joseph. Say it with tears of sorrow, tears of sadness, tears of, I, I, and, and a knowledge of, I don't know how we're going to get through this. You know, just this very year, uh, just after Christmas 2020, kind of end of January, beginning of February, I can remember the moment right now so vividly in my mind as I was walking down the stairs of our house after just building brand new bunk beds for my boys with my dad. And I was walking down the stairs to see Jillian at the end of the stairs with just a look of shock on her face after 17 years of being together and communicating with one another. She didn't need to say another word, and I knew, uh uh-oh, we're expecting again. And let me tell you, it was incredibly unexpected. It was so unexpected. We felt like we, it was not only unexpected, but we were unprepared and ill-prepared for what was to come. But what does every couple need to know before they become intimate? Say it with me. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. And it was incredibly unexpected. We did not know what we're going to do, how we're going to handle it. But by God's grace, what was unexpected became an unexpected joy. And we had our son, baby Brandon Booth. Look at him there. He is so beautiful. We just can't imagine what life would be without him. We can't imagine what it would be out without his, his smile and the moments that we have. And he's growing up, as you can see, he, he's getting his own smile. And we can't imagine what it would be like without him now. But for many people, the unexpected doesn't always bring joy like Brandon brought to our life. For many people, the unexpected may not come in the form of a baby. Maybe it comes in the form of an illness or a loss or disappointment. Maybe it comes in the form of, of actually something that completely causes your life to feel like it's falling apart. And instead of it bringing joy, it brings pain. It brings anguish. It brings grief. And we see that for Mary, you know, for us as a married couple, of course, you know, even unexpected news, we're going to be able to handle it. For others, like Mary, unexpected news can, can for her, what happened was, This was not even going to look like the end of her relationship, but it was going to be the end of her life as she knew it. This could be the end of her future. This could be the end. Even though that this was 2,000 years ago, you know, all of us are are familiar with with the way of the world and the shame that can be heaped upon us for what we've done. Even, you know, this year, 
Many have heard about all the news and the tragedy that has come out within our land. Only within the tw- last, you know, 30 years of the, the mother and baby homes, there were the, the religious, where they heaped such shame and damnation upon people who, in their eyes, did one of the worst things where having a baby out of wedlock or having a baby that had a, a disability or deformity or complexity. And the shame that was heaped upon them, where they were marred by that. They were marked by that. They were defined by their sin and their shame. And Mary, this would have not even been a, a current reality, but she could have experienced death by stoning for what she was about to experience, having a child out of wedlock, and at the very same time pointing to God as father, not even as Joseph. This was an incredible moment for her. Where this, this unexpected life, this unexpected baby was about to turn her life upside down. Maybe the unexpected that you've experienced has turned your life upside down. Maybe it's made you feel like, I can't go on. Maybe you are experiencing the shame. Maybe even others haven't heaped it on you, but you take it on yourself. The shame, the guilt the unforgiveness, the bitterness that you hold and that you harbor because of the unexpected. And I want to encourage you today, and in fact, I want to share with you a a small bit of theology that will help us in this. Two of my very favorite scriptures. And I want to share with you, theology is about the study and the understanding of God and how He works. That how when we experience the unexpected, the God that we can turn to. And this is what the two scriptures are. The first one is in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And it's the moment where, where Joseph in, in Genesis, the story of Genesis from chapter uh, 38 all the way through to chapter 50, and the story of Joseph and his life. And he finally meets his brothers who have like discarded him and, and set him up for death. And he meets them and he says these words. He says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And also Romans 8.28 in the New Testament, it says, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he says these words, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Now what do we see that's going on here? Firstly, we see that what was intended to harm, what was intentional to set out to harm us, to destroy us, God intended for his good. What was maybe destructive that we experienced? A disappointment, a frustration, lies that we, ex- we had to believe about ourselves or what we experienced. God works. He turns all things together for his good. What, what is God doing here? What can we understand about who God is is this? God exchanges harm for his good. He exchanges destruction for his good. He, he exchanges sin for, in, through the forgiveness of His Son, Jesus Christ, that we may be repentant and live a life for Him and live for good. God can exchange our experiences of unexpected experiences for His good. And I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you that He is exchanging 
the harm in your life, He can, He's willing, He wants to for your good. That He wants to exchange the trauma and the difficulty and the pain that you've gone through for His good. And I know in this moment you may be like, I could never see past this. I've carried this my whole life, but God wants to take it from you and He wants to give you something new. He wants to refresh you, renew you, restore you. He wants to exchange. Maybe, maybe you've experienced loss. And God can exchange that for a fresh perspective where you take every moment that you have and you live with perspective that I am in the present and I'm going to grasp every day that I have. Maybe you have experienced disappointment and God can give you a, a perspective of perseverance, a focus of I went through that, I'll get through this, that you would actually use that to encourage others who have experienced the same disappointment. Maybe you experienced suffering. And that God can exchange that to give you a heart that is empathetic, a heart that is grateful, a heart that's able to share and show others how to walk through the suffering of life and still experience the joy of Jesus Christ. I, I want to encourage you today to choose to surrender your experiences that have been unexpected. Maybe your past experiences, Maybe what you're going through today, but also to make an intentional decision in your tomorrow, the year that you're about to receive, that you would expect the unexpected, that you'll be ready for the unexpected with a heart of faithfulness, knowing that no matter what comes my way, that God is still with me. You know, in the hundreds of years that were coming up to the moment before Jesus was born, the prophets, the theologians, the scholars, the Pharisees, they were, as they were getting ready and expecting the Messiah who was to come, they expected that he would come in the most spectacular way. And what we see is that God didn't choose a princess in a palace to carry the Son of God. What he chose is the most unexpected person, a teenage virgin, yet to be married, in the most unexpected conditions and circumstances as a peasant within a place that was enslaved by Roman rule. He chose this unexpected person. He chose this unexpected place to carry out the purpose that would save and change the world. Maybe you feel like the most unexpected person. Maybe you feel talentless, like that you've got Nothing to give to this world. Nothing to give to life. Maybe you feel inadequate that you're not good enough and you'll never be good enough. Maybe you feel insecure about who you are or your looks or your height or, or your weight or whatever it is and you just feel insecure. Maybe you may even feel full of shame from what you've done and you carry that shame, you've, you allow yourself to be defined by that. Maybe you feel burdened with anxiety for all that you have to do and all the responsibility that you carry. Maybe you feel like the most unexpected person. Maybe you're feeling today depressed, fearful, burned out, busy, tired. You're feeling all these things. And I want to encourage you today. In fact, I believe that God has given me a word for you right now in this moment. That God gives you a word that you may feel like the most unexpected person. But he has called you to carry the greatest gift that he could ever give anyone. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. That you would carry the presence of Jesus. 
everywhere that you go. And even though you may feel this way, that you would know and believe that through Jesus and in Jesus, all things are possible. That through Jesus and in Jesus, that you are loved, you are chosen, you are called, you are purposed for such a time as this. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. That what has happened to you in your past can be turned for your good. That what has happened to you, and maybe because of you, that maybe even that you have done, that through Jesus and in Jesus, that you can see the unexpected experiences being exchanged into an ex- something that goes far beyond your expectations. I want to encourage you this season, this year, expect the unexpected and see maybe what God could do in you and through you. I wonder, I would love to pray for you in this moment. Maybe you feel like you, you need to start afresh and start anew by receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to give you that opportunity to give your life to Him. What I'd love for you to do right now and I know maybe you're at home surrounded by others maybe you're on your own I want to just take the opportunity either to close your eyes or just right now in your heart just to make this declaration this prayer surrender and just say these words with me and just say Jesus I'm sorry I'm lost I'm sinful I'm feeling shameful I'm feeling inadequate Will you help me? And then say these words with me. Say, today, I choose to follow you. I give you my life. I believe that I am chosen, that I am forgiven, and that I am called by you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you. God can turn all things together for your good. That what may have intended to harm you, God can intend for your good. Hey, maybe you pray that prayer for the first time. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love you right now to go to openarms.ie forward slash get connected. And there you'll see a very simple form that you can just fill out and just tick the box and giving my life to Jesus. But also, we, what we want to do is we want to send you a text or an email this week and invite you to Next Steps. It's a once a month Zoom that happens the first Wednesday of every month. We just want to hear your story, share our story, and connect with you and help you on this journey. But I pray this Christmas that you hold this word in your heart that no matter what comes, that you'll be ready for it. That you'll not be waiting for what this year is going to bring, that you will choose what you are going to bring into this world and into this year to come. I want to pray for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name, amen.